faithfulness. Amen. Just want to, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about this at announcement time. But just, we, this, this is going so fast. A couple of weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving. And the first Sunday of December, December the 5th, is our friends and family day. That's our big giveaway. When we give away all the presents and the toys to the children. And we give away uh, for the adults uh, their favorite thing. Hundred dollar bills. And uh, TVs. And we give all kinds of stuff away. It's our greatest wonderful time of outreach, of giving. And uh, we want to, to be able to buy all of our presents early. And we want to buy bicycles. We want to, we, every year, uh, last year was so amazing. We were able to give every single child that was here. And it's always our biggest crowd. Two, three, four. We've had 400 people or more. Uh, and so we were able to give every child a gift. And uh, that was awesome. And so we want to hopefully do that again. Uh, so anything, if you'd like to help with that at all, uh, you can just put that in the envelope. You can see Miss Amy. You can uh, tag it in a post or whatever. And uh, we're, we're starting, people's already started bringing things in. Uh, Brother Michael, he has been on the ball. He has been going out and getting gifts and things, and it's going to be just an amazing year. So just that's coming up in just a few weeks. So uh, we appreciate uh, your help and start spreading the word, and uh, it's going to be great. We're going to take it just a moment. If we would, uh, Pastor Elias, would you dim the lights again? And uh, Yes, where's all my kids? Pre-K through fifth grade. It's kids' church time. Amen. Oh, they're going to have a wonderful time. They finished, oh my goodness, last week. Uh, we watched the video and uh, all the children up here dressed in their superhero costumes. They were so cute. And uh, we have the cutest kids. Amen. The smartest kids. Amen. We have blessed children. You need to tell them that every day. Amen. And I tell you something. I look at some of you and I don't know how it happened. But no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They take after mom and dad. And uh, we are truly blessed. So love on your kids. Let's take a few moments. Let's just say it. Let's watch. And uh, let's just say a big thank you to our veterans today. It's not in vain, 
big hand clap. I'm going to invite Sister Anna Bastunas to come. We're so honored and just her uh, desire to honor our country. She's taught young people for many, many years uh, to be patriotic and to love our country and those who served. And she wants to bless you just a moment. Good morning. I think of uh, this day and I often think of the word tradition. And a uh, few months ago, I guess I had some thoughts rolling around in my brain on tradition. I wanted to share a bit with you. said this, often we diminish the influence that tradition has, and we know that when tradition is separated from meaning, then it can be deadly, can't it? Okay, there's no life in it. But when there is meaning attached to it, it's a very powerful teacher, okay? Traditions with the different ceremonies and the remembrances help to embed in our minds certain ideas, And keeping traditions is a way to keep on teaching truth. And it's a vehicle through which ideas are passed from generation to generation. And in the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 10, there's a verse that says, uh, this is after Moses, this is Joshua is now going to take on the leadership of Israel. And it says that after Joshua and his generation died, it says another generation grew up that didn't know the Lord or what he had done for Israel, and then the nation turned away from God. 
And there's a danger when we don't know our history, okay? And when the history of Israel was recounted to the people, they heard the good and the bad, didn't they? Okay, we don't have to be afraid of when we see things that were done wrong in history, then we learn from that and say, God, lead us in the paths of righteousness, okay? And so um, I th- this is a day about tradition. It's a day about remembrance of those who served as our protectors. We think about our homes. We protect our homes. We have people that serve in our community. Uh, even it says on the side of the police car, we serve and protect. And then we have those that serve our nation and protect our nation and even other nations. Um, often when there's danger, what's our first thing? We, we run, don't we? But these are people who run to the danger. And we're so grateful to them. Um, some of them saw things that they can't even repeat because war is a hellish thing, isn't it? But it's really a picture of the spiritual battle, isn't it? There's evil in the world, and it has to be resisted. And sometimes that evil needs to be resisted physically with force, okay? And this is what these, um, these uh, precious people did for us. So thank you. Thank you, Sister Anna. All, every year she uh, blesses our veterans. And she, this year she's put together a little gift sack and just to honor them. And we want to bless them. I'm going to ask all of our veterans, if you're here today, you served in any capacity, I would like to invite you to stand. Would you come and just join me this morning and stand across the front? Let us honor you. Let us thank you. Let us give you uh, just a big hand. Come on, guys. Let, let's show these men and women appreciation. Give them a standing ovation. Let's thank them for their service today. Amen, 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 amen. I'm just going to open this up here. There, I want them to see all the way across. Amen. Um, you may be seated this morning. This morning, we want to we'll just take a moment. I'll start right down here, and uh, Brother Dick, and just give us your name, rank, and serial number. No, <laughs> uh, give us your name and, and, and when you served and what uh, branch you served in. My name is Dick Barnett, and I was in the U.S. Army. From 1969 to 1971. I was armored cavalry in Vietnam. I retired as general. No. <laughs> My name is Larry Blevins. I'm United States Marine. Ooh, what? <laughs> I served in 1977. I went to Vietnam in 77. We went to look for bodies, dog tags, any body parts. This is what he's talking about. You don't know the story that what you walked through in this life. And I served in man's army, but now I serve in God's army. It's a big difference when you see your fallen brother all over the country 
and you wonder why this happened. You know, we don't have a clue. Even they separate us from uh, here in the States. You know, they say, you're civilians. And I'm a GI, which means government issue. Government issue. And I just wanted to say that, not to just, you know, tamper anything, but that's the reality of the world we live in today. Don't be deceived, but God is real. My name is Sammy Young. I served in the Berlin crisis in 1961. Uh, I, was a, I was in the 49th Armored Division in Greenville, Texas. And uh, we was called up in 1961, to, and we, we served down there in uh, about six months down in Louisiana, at Fort Polk, Louisiana. Hi, I'm Karen Cooper. I was in the United States Army from 1973 to 78, and uh, I was an E-4. I really don't have a, a war story to tell you, but I am a Vietnam vet, so I do have all the benefits. But... Um, I needed to go to college. My folks were very poor. And um, I saw an opportunity to go to school and maybe even see the world because I was from a very small town. There were 22 in my senior class in Bogota, Texas, you know. So, um, But I enjoyed it. I got in and um, got used the GI Bill and went to school. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 42 years, and I got my master's there and my, worked on a Ph.D., but I just got too old. I just said I give up. <laughs> But I enjoyed it. It was a great opportunity. And I was actually a mail clerk, M-A-I-L. Okay, let's make sure we all understand that. <laughs> and I would deliver the high security clearance to the generals. Unfortunately, it was usually their girlfriend stuff and love letters and all that stuff. But, you know, it was a great opportunity for me. <laughs> I'm John Henry Johnson. I served the Army two years, 61 through 63. I was clearing post in Alaska when President Kennedy was killed. So they held us over a few days to be sure that Russia wasn't going to stick their ugly head up. I was a PFC and proud of it. <laughs> Billy Hall, I was a Marine 1968-1970, Vietnam. Lance Corporal, squad leader, for three days. <laughs> uh, you didn't want to be squad leader. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, it's proud to serve, and I do remember all those that didn't make it back. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Pastor Marcello, would you come and just grab that uh, whole little basket and run down the line and just pick pick you up a sack. This is just a little, just a little gift, but just, just to say thank you, to say we love you and we appreciate you. We appreciate your service. We appreciate your dedication. And you know what? We want to pray because 
we, we want to pray over these. And we have, we have many more veterans that are not here today. And we miss them. And uh, if you're a spouse uh, of a veteran that is not able to be here today, we want you to come and take one of these sacks. Take it home to them and tell them that we love them and that we miss them. We want to pray uh, for these guys and their continued journey and uh, as, as they go through all the things they go through. Uh, but we have young men and women today serving our country all over the world. And we've heard it in the song. We, 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 it, it, we don't want it to become a cliche because it's too powerful and too true. Freedom is not free. It was paid for with the blood of men and women who gave their life to serve. And it doesn't matter if you were a mail clerk or if you were in the kitchen peeling potatoes, or if you were on the front lines, or as Billy crawling through tunnels looking for the enemy. I'm reminded, I love this story. David was getting ready to go to battle. Some stayed home. And when they went and they won and they got all the stuff, some of the people said, well, it's not fair that you know, the people at home, you know, get the same. And, and they say, no, 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 no. Those at home get the same reward as those that went. Because you're in the army. You're enlisted. Whatever job. You, everybody works together. And everyone receives the reward. And I tell you what, I thank God. As Brother Larry said, we're in the army of the Lord. And I tell you, we're going to receive our reward. Amen. Amen. Let's just pray. Would you stretch your hands out toward these men and women and let's bless them. Lord, we want to say thank you today for the service, the sacrifice. Lord, the gift they gave of their life. For the years that they served and gave of their talents and abilities. Lord, so we could be free. Lord, we thank you that you continue to restore and heal. And Father, bless their lives. And I pray that you would use their lives and their testimonies to motivate and encourage a younger generation to pick up the call, to answer and say, yes, I will go. We thank you for those, Lord, that are serving today all around the world. Those that are in harm's way. Those that are fighting. Those that are at a safe post. Those that are stateside. Wherever they're at serving, we bless them today. We bless their families. And Father, we ask you to prosper and bless our nation and continue to keep us safe. Lord, we know that there's times to fight. And Thank you for men and women. Brave. Bravery is not without fear. It's just in the midst of fear, you go forward anyway. And so, Lord, we thank you for their lives. We call them blessed. And we remember their service. And today we say thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Amen. Come on, give them one more big great hand clap. Come on, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What a blessing. Our veterans are to us. Amen. Uh, nah, I'm good. 
I go to the doctor tomorrow, and uh, the doctor is going to release me from wearing that boot, and I'll be able to wear a regular shoe starting tomorrow. Let's don't tell him I started a little early. Amen. It's been quite a journey. I appreciate all the prayers, but uh, we're doing well. And uh, we'll go tomorrow and pray if, the, if it's the Lord's will. Uh, he'll do my other one, and we'll be, we'll be good to go the rest of my life. I inherited a lot of things from my father that I'm so grateful for. But his feet are not one of them. And, uh, uh, but my father served in the, uh, the army. And uh, mama served in the army of the Lord. And so daddy was getting ready to go to the Korean War. Mama was at home praying, Lord, send him home. Daddy uh, got hit and got his shoulder knocked out of place. And uh, he laid on the ground and they wouldn't let him get up. The ground was cold and frozen and he laid there and got pneumonia. He went to the hospital and there in the hospital, they came in and said, do you want to go home? He said, yes. And uh, they sent him home. His platoon shipped out. And unfortunately, they were all lost uh, in, in, in that war. Uh, Daddy said yes to the call of God. And he served and preached the gospel all over the world. And this is why the Lord's house is here today. God has a plan. We don't always understand God's plan, why God does things the way God does them. Uh, but I'm telling you today, there's so much that we don't understand, but we trust Him. Do you trust God today? Amen. Now listen, today I, I want to uh, I want to preach to you just a little bit from my heart. Uh, I, I've went, I went so many directions as we were coming home, as we was on the airplane, and uh, it, it, it's going into Thanksgiving, but it's just a little soon to uh, preach on Thanksgiving, and uh, next Sunday, Brother Leon Bachelor is our November guest speaker. You do not want to miss him. He will rock this house. We will be so blessed. And then I'll have my Thanksgiving message the next week. And uh, I went a lot of different directions, but something kept going through my spirit. Uh, uh, you, you know, if you're friends with me on Facebook, if you're not, why not? Friend me. Uh, somebody's like, because we don't want you to see what we're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing anyway. Uh, but you know me and Miss Amy, we've, we've been on vacation this week. We, I was able to go on a dive trip. I'm a scuba diver. And uh, we were, I was diving off the coast of Cozumel. And uh, I, I've, seen, I've had an amazing week. I uh, spent a lot of time underwater and see, seen some amazing things. And uh, this is all just fresh in my mind and fresh. And I was just going over everything. But this phrase continued uh, to go over in my spirit. I would go a different direction and I would start working on something. And I would just think of this again. And I went and finally I just put all my stuff down. I just stopped writing. And uh, I said, I'm just going to preach from my heart today. And uh, so I want to talk to you today uh, about, this is the phrase that kept going over in my spirit, below the surface. God wants to take you below the surface. 
There's many people that in their relationship with God never get below the surface. There's people that never get below the surface in friendships, in relationships, and even marriages sometimes are very shallow and never go to the level that God intends for them to be. And there is a level in God... There's a relationship with God. There's a level in everything in life. But it takes effort. It's easy to be shallow. It's easy to float. Uh, just and go, go with the flow. And it's easy to just stay above. But I'm telling you, there is a reward for the effort of going below the surface. If we look in our Bibles this morning at Ephesians chapter 3, I want to read a few verses to you, starting with verse number 14. He said, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. How many wants to be filled with the fullness of God? I'm telling you today, I'm going to go eat lunch uh, after service, and when I leave the restaurant, I will not be half full. I'm going to eat until I am filled. And then, I'm going to take a few more bites. And then I'm going to leave the place going, Why did I eat so much? He said that you may be filled with the fullness of God. I would venture to say today that the majority of Christians never experience the fullness of God. We go through our walk, we go through our relationship, and we get a taste. Oh, I love the scripture. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. But so many people treat God as an appetizer. They just taste and see on Easter and Christmas. And, and, and on uh, Mother's Day and here and there. They just come in and out. And they just get a little taste and they go, oh yeah, the Lord's good. But they never get filled. There's never a feeling. There's never the feeling of satisfaction. There's never a complete filling of the Holy Spirit. There's never a fullness of God. And they do not know the height or the depth. Or the breadth. Or the length of God. Amen. They've only experienced God on the surface. I'm hoping today. I'm going to give you a lot of dive analogies. It's just what I've experienced. It's just what I know. 
And I want to just uh, uh, relate this uh, to our life. Because there, there, there are so many things that you are never going to experience. You know what? The number one reason that people don't experience things greater than they have is because of fear. Fear. I hear people all the time. I would do that, or, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to open my heart because I've been hurt before. I'm afraid to, to, to do that because what if I fail? I'm afraid to try that. There's people who won't try, they won't try new foods. And there's been many things I've tried. And I did not like it. And I won't try it again. But you know what? I didn't know I didn't like it till I tried it. And there's been so many things that I tried and I liked it. I tried Bluebell one time. <laughs> and I liked it. <laughs> I was, and, and, and that, that can be a problem. I told you. Uh, you know, during my surgery, during the times I've sat and y'all all brought food and I gained 20 pounds and uh, I, hadn't, haven't, I haven't dove since then. And so I'm used to diving with about 8 pounds. And uh, so I, I, I knew, I said, uh, give me 10. So I got 10 pounds and, I, you know, I had a little trouble getting down, but I went down. And uh, when my tank got about half full, because as the air goes away, the tank gets lighter. And all of a sudden, beyond my control... I shot to the top, and that's not good. You want control to sense. And you're supposed to completely relax and go straight up and let all your air out of your BC. And I did all that, and I still kept rising. And I got back on the boat, and the dive master said, Gordo. For all you English people, that means fat. And then he said, too many tacos. <laughs> and so I got four more pounds of weight and I never had any more problems. Uh, sometimes the Bible says there, there's some weights that do so easily beset you, but there's some other weights that you need to anchor you. Some of you are just floating around and you're not anchored. You don't have the weight of His glory. You don't have the weight of His presence. The weight of His Spirit. You don't have the fullness of God. I'm telling you, the fullness of God will keep you grounded. And you won't be floating around with every wave that comes along. When God fills you with His anointing, amen, it'll keep you where you need to be. It's important. But you don't get that above the surface. And so I just want to go a few through things this morning uh, and talk to you because I, I want you to experience the fullness of God. I want you to have a better, stronger, longer lasting, more satisfying relationship, not only with God, but with your spouse, with your children, with your friends. Amen. There's too many people and there's always going to be people who we're shallow with. 
There's always going to be people. We know their name. We say hello to them. If we saw them in Walmart, we would nod. We would smile. We would wave. But we don't know them. But we don't want to do that with our church family. You don't want to do that within your family. But so many people go through life and they're afraid to go below the surface for fear of what they may see and what others may see. I know many years ago, my, my experience started, we're going to talk about that in a moment, with snorkeling. And so, Miss Amy, she, is, uh, she does not like water in her eyes. So she would not be a good diver. Uh, because you have to go under the water. Part of your training is to take your mask off and then put your mask back on and then be able to clear all the water out of your mask. And uh, she just wouldn't make it past that point. Uh, she says she, she's not good with that. And that's okay. But we was going to go snorkeling. And so uh, all the guide, all the group went to the left. But I had heard someone say they saw a shark to the right. So I took her to the right because I wanted to see the shark. But about halfway out there, she had a anxiety attack and she freaked out. And you know what she said? I'm afraid I might see something. I said, that's the point. We want to see something. But her fear of that brought her back to the shore. And, uh, you know, she's done it many times since then. And she's seen all kind of things. And with the group, I tried to lead her. I led her astray that day. And, uh, but, but that's just some people's fear. I might see something. And then the next person, like me, goes... I want to see something. I was very disappointed this year because I didn't see a shark. I was looking for one. Uh, but most people never get below the surface. They, they stay on the bank. Now, the bank's fun. You can play in the sand. We had some bank time. We, we, we enjoyed the sun. Uh, we, we had some time on the surface. We floated. All that's fun. But you don't see what I saw. On the surface. You can't experience all that God has for you. And your life. And your family. And your relationships. If you stay on the surface. We all need surface time. But there's times that we've got to go deeper. And we've got to experience. What God wants us to experience. But it takes effort. You see the surface. Can get rough. The, 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 you know, remember our winds we had here last week? Uh, we, we had those there. And uh, the wind was blowing and the waves were very rough and the boat was rocking. And so it took me day one to get my sea legs. And so day one, I spent some over the side time. Never had that issue for the rest of the time. You, you get used to that and it doesn't bother you. But on the surface, things can be so rough. The wind was blowing, the boat was rocking, the waves were white capping. 
But the moment you go below the surface, it's calm. There's a calm that most Christians will never experience in God. They'll never experience the peace that passeth all understanding because they stay on the surface and they're blown with the winds of the world and with circumstances and the trials and all the things that happens. But if you can muster the courage to go below the surface and say, God, I want to experience the depth of your love. There is a calmness. There is a peace. You, you, you no longer hear. I love one of the other divers. was. We were just talking uh, at one of our surface intervals. And uh, he, he was saying that the reason I love diving is no one can talk to me. He said no one can ask me to do anything. There's no problems. It's just me and all of God's creation. Different divers. One diver said, while I'm under there, he said, last time I sang this song, and this time I'm singing, he's a good, good father. You have prayer time. There's times you're all alone. It's so peaceful. It's so quiet. All you hear, you kind of sound like Darth Vader. (laughs) Just your breathing in the bubbles. You don't, you look up, you see the sunshine, you see the brightness above, but you don't experience the wind or the waves or the rocking. It's just calm. So many people never venture below the surface in their relationship with God. Many people in their marriages, it's rough, it's rocky, and they never get to a depth of peace. A depth that they can just go with the flow. A depth of commitment. A depth of love. Where you don't have to talk. You don't have to say nothing. You just experience it. The bottom, the top, it's amazing. We've been on many cruises, many boats, many whatever. There is a reflection. The sun comes down and hits the top of the water and it causes a reflection. And you can be right there. We've been on many ships and stood on the edge and looked and all you can see is the surface. And you go, I know there's got to be something under there. But I can't see it. Every now and then a little fish will jump out of the water. In Alaska, a whale will breach. You'll see them come up in the blowhole. But not very often. Every now and then you get a glimpse, you get an inkling that there might be something under there. But there's a reflection off of the top. And unless you go below the surface, you can't see it. So many people stand there and they stare at that. And because they don't know what's below the surface, they'll never venture in. They they, they never push themselves. They never... Try something new. They never put their face in the water. I, we saw, I saw one guy. He was snorkeling and had a GoPro on his head. And his face was in the water, but the GoPro was up above the water. And I told Amy, that's so sad. When he gets home, 
He's going to have a bunch of video of just the top of the water, just the reflection. There's, it's not going to see much. You've got to put it below the surface. But once you go below, when your face just goes below and you break that reflective coating, it's a whole nother world. Now for some, it's like me, my first time. I, when you first trained, we, I was training in lakes and I was diving and, and we dove in Terrell and uh, me and Joe dove in, in, in uh, Athens. And uh, your, your, your visibility is limited. Some days it's three or five feet, some take ten feet. Sometimes you can't see in front of your face. And so I was, that's my dive experience. I'd never done what they call a blue water dive. And so they're trying to tell me about it. I'm all ready for it. And the first time, this is a few years ago, I jumped in the water. And uh, you're floating and uh, everybody says, okay, go down. And you let the air out. And I sunk below the surface. And I looked down. And I went through that tank of air like that. Because I was going. <laughs> I was in shock. I was amazed. I couldn't believe. I mean, in the lake we see a fish. I was seeing thousands of fish. Every size. The colors. The beauty. They were everywhere. And a moment before, I stood on the boat and could see nothing. But the moment I went below the surface, a whole new world was open to my understanding. I was so excited and took a while to tone that down. Because you want a lot to dive to last about an hour is what they shoot for. You see... You can't spend your whole life underwater. You can't spend your whole life working. You can't spend your whole life fighting. And, you know, there, there's, you've got to come up for air. You've got to come up and get refilled. You know, there, there's times, but I'm telling you, I watch those people. Every, there's boats going by that are party boats. I mean, they're partying, they've got the music going, they're having a good time. And you look at them and you go, you have no idea what you're missing right below you. You're down there and you hear boats and you look up and you see them go by and you know, man, the people's up there having a good time. But they're not experiencing anything like you're experiencing. There's many of you that are like that with God. You've been walking with God. You've got a relationship with God. You've got a depth of understanding. You've experienced His love. And you walk in a place. And you long for other people to experience what you've experienced. You've experienced. Hey, I mean, for those of us, all of you are born again and know Christ is your Savior. And you know when you die, you're going to heaven. But there is a whole world out there that does not have that peace. They don't have that confidence. They've never trusted in Christ as their Lord and Savior. They've never taken that chance. They've never gone below the surface of their humanity. And they're relying on their self. And they don't understand the peace of God that comes by saying yes to Jesus. You've experienced that. You understand that. But I'm telling you, that's not where it needs to end. You need to go on. You need to understand the depth 
of His love and the height and the length and the breadth. And you need to understand that once you drop below the surface, it's a whole nother world. What you thought... People people talk about church. Oh, that's just a bunch of... Christianity is just a bunch of rules and regulations. Oh, no. See, you, you, you just have a surface mentality. When you begin to get into the depths of God's love, you understand this is a relationship. This is a relationship that grows stronger and deeper. And, and His love gets better and better. And He can take you to amazing places and show you amazing things. And it's a lifetime journey. It's not just one experience. See, every day we went to a different reef. I saw different things. Different fish at different places. Different, di- different scenery, different... I mean, some, some are sm- big, some are small, some are, uh, I mean, deeper. There's a lot of times we were just diving around 30 foot. A lot of beautiful things there. But one time I dropped down to about 104 foot. There was some cool stuff down there. You see different things. And then we did night dive. All the critters I saw during the day, I don't know where they were. But all the ones I didn't see during the day, I saw at night. All the octopus were out. The crabs were out. The lobsters were out. Everything that I saw hiding up in little holes and tunnels are now out running around. You see, in your relationship with God, as you go below the surface, I mean, you've you got to come up for air. You've got to come up and have time. We call it off-gassing. You, 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 gotta, you can't spend all your time. We're, we're land animals. But we can go to places and experience things. And then we come up and we're able to share with others and motivate them and encourage them. You know, people need, to, people need to see your life and it should motivate them to want to follow Christ. I'm telling you, if you got a bad attitude, if you're acting ugly, if you're down at Walmart fighting over toys, and if, you, if you're at Black Friday, I mean, jerking stuff out of people's hand, nobody wants to be like you. We need to live a life. We need to live a, such a, 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 to a to a place and extent of depth of grace and love and mercy that people look at us and won't say, I want to go where you've been. I loved it, the disciples. The Bible says that they took notice. They were ignorant and unlearned men. But they noticed they had been with Jesus. You see, when you've been with Jesus... When He's taken you places you never knew you could go. When you experience things you didn't know you can experience. When you get off of the surface and you begin to go to the depths. And He begins to open His Word to you. Most people, they know John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And they go, wow, that's great. I want that love. And they accept Christ as their Savior. And they never go any deeper. You can experience. You see, there's the phileo love. That's a friendship love. We, we, we experience that. We tell each other, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, brother. I love you. 
I love Marcello. I love chocolate cake. I love bluebell. It's, 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 it's a friendship love, and that's great. Then there's the Eros love. It's a romantic love. Can't have that with everybody. You shouldn't. You find somebody, you fall in love, you, you, you start out with that phileo love, and it moves you beyond the surface. And you get to know someone, and you get to spending time with them, and hanging around them, and getting to know them, and talking to them, and pretty soon you find yourself falling in love. You went deeper. It's Eros love. It's a romantic love. But God operates in the realm of agape love. It is an unconditional love. It is a love that is so deep, you'll never reach the depths of His love. You'll never experience all of His love. And His love will never run out for you. And His love is not based on your performance. He loves you regardless of how you act. How many love your children? Do they always act right? But you love them anyway, don't you? Sometimes you need to spank them. But you still love them. We correct them. Whom he loves, he corrects. And so there, there's a love that, that, that goes. It, 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 it takes desire. It takes. Does anybody have a desire to know God more? Anybody have a desire to know the people around you more? Your friends? Are, are, are you satisfied with just a shallow surface relationship? Or do you want better? It takes effort. It takes training. It takes confidence. It takes confidence in your equipment. You got to know the Word of God. So many people are afraid. They, uh, I'm afraid somebody's going to ask me a question, a Bible question, or something about. Well, you know what? Why don't you just get to know it? You won't be afraid. Study to show yourself approved. The Bible says you got to. Did you know there's guidelines and rules? Everybody says, "Oh, well, I don't want to do that." It's a bunch of rules. I don't like to follow rules. There's rules in everything of life. It's a part of life. And when you go below the surface, when you start diving deeper, when you, there's rules. There's rules on how fast you go down, and there's rules on how fast you come up. And if you don't obey those rules, then you'll get decompression sickness. They call the bend. You don't want that. And so as you rise, you have to do a safety stop. 20 feet. You stop. And you watch. And you stay there for three minutes. Give your lungs opportunity to decompress. And then you come up very slowly. There's rules. And, and if you go down there and say, ah, I don't care about the rules. I'm just going to do my own thing. Go ahead. You go from 100 feet back to the top. And your lungs will expand and explode. And then, just like I saw at the bottom of the ocean, there was a gravestone with a name, the date, you'll be right there. I don't know who put it there. I didn't see any bones, but I saw the headstone. Now, you, you, listen, there's rules. People say, well, I, I don't want to... Serving God are just a bunch of rules. The rules are not to ruin your fun. The rules are for your protection. The rules are for your safety. 
The rules are to help you to enjoy all that God has for you. But when you say, well, I just want to do my own thing. You, no, we, we train. We go. We learn. We learn how to do things safely. We come to church. We learn the things of God. We study His Word. We learn. And, and we become more confident. And the more confident we become. And the different levels you go. And, you know, we go on up and on up. And I've risen up. I'm an advanced diver. I've done navigation now. I can, I can go dive in muddy water. And still find my way. Because I know how to use a compass. You know what? So many Christians. They just say, I must do this thing on my own. And they're lost. We have a... If you have a compass and you set your compass on a stationary fixed fixed point. Thank you. Church, what is our fixed point? Jesus Christ. The cross. We set our eyes and we fix our point. And no matter where life takes you, no matter how high, how low, no matter what, when you have your compass set on that fixed point, you can always get back to where you started. You've got to know. You've got to follow the rules. You've got to enter that world. And when you enter that world, Amy, you've got to have a lifeline. I'm telling you, the, your, your regulator, that's what goes in your mouth, that's hooked to your oxygen tank, that is your lifeline. You never take it out of your mouth. There's so many Christians. They get mad at the church. They get mad at the pastor. They get mad at this and that. And they just go, you know what? I'm just, I'm just taking this thing out. I don't believe in that anymore. Well, I just don't think you're going to breathe long enough underwater to point out all everybody's mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I don't agree with everything. Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrites in the church. But guess what? I'm keeping my regulator in and I'm keeping on breathing. Amen. The air of heaven. I'm going to stay connected. Amen. To the cross. And you know what? The Lord will sort all that out. Don't disconnect from the lifeline. Don't disconnect from your church. Don't disconnect from your church family. Don't disconnect from your friends. You've got to stay connected because it's the air that you breathe that gives you life. We sing that song, this is the air that I breathe. He is our oxygen. And with Him, you can, and He has an unending supply. You never run out. But you know what? Under the water, we start out with 3,000 PSI. At 1,000, you tell the dive master. They deploy a, a, a balloon that goes up, tells the boat where we're at. Uh, we continue till about 700. We go up, do our three-minute safety stop. And you need to be on the surface at 500. You never push it. Because the worst thing for a diver is to run out of air underwater. There's a lot of people in their Christian walk. A lot of friendships. A lot of marriages have run out of air. They, they ignored the warning signs. My computer beeps and tells me, too long. 
But people avoid, they, 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 they don't hear the warning signs. They don't go seek help. They don't follow the rules. And then marriages hit tough times. But thank God, every diver has two octos. One in their mouth and one right here. And one of the first things you learn if a diver comes to you and goes like this, he's out of air. And you quickly grab your octo and put it in their mouth. I'm telling you, there's a lot of Christians today that are out of air. And other Christians going, mine. I don't share. You don't go to my church. We're not in the same denomination. We didn't, we didn't vote the same way. We're not the same color. We're, who cares? Give me air. They're dying. Amen. They're without oxygen. Give them air. Let's give the world what they need. We have Jesus. Do not keep Him to yourself. He is the lifeline. People are drowning without Jesus. Their marriages are falling apart. Their children are going crazy. And they're gasping for air. And we have the answer. We must share it. Then, you look at them and you get them calm and you see if they're okay. And then you rise to the top. I asked my dive master, I asked him, I said, has that ever happened to you? Because I was thinking, that probably never happens. I mean, people follow the rules and they watch their pressure. And he said, oh yeah, it happened to me twice. happened to me pretty new into my dive career. And he said, everything you learn, all of a sudden you forget it. You freak out, you know. And people freak out when they run out of oxygen and air. And I see a lot of people today in the church. We see a lot of people in our world. They're going crazy. We wonder why. They're gasping for breath. They're, they're, they're losing hope. They're afraid. And it's up to us. But you know what? If you've never been deep, you can't take anybody deep. If you've never experienced the radical saving grace and love of God, you can't share that with anybody. And if you're running on an empty tank, you can't share life with somebody else. Get full. Stay full. And be ready to share life with Jesus with somebody else. Can I get a big amen? I've preached longer than I wanted to. Let me close this up. I want to show you a few pictures uh, did, you know, did you know the biggest pressure change is the first 15 feet? Did you know there's a lot of people that's been through dive class and done it and they couldn't do it? As soon as they went under, the pressure got to them. They freaked out. You do, you do something called Valsalva. Many of you have done it don't even know it. Have you ever reached up and grabbed your nose, held your mouth and blew and popped your ears? It's called Valsalva. And it equalizes the pressure. So immediately when you go under the surface of the water and you begin to descend very slowly, you feel the pressure. And the moment you feel any pressure, pow, you pop them. It goes away. A couple more feet, you'll feel it again. You do it again. Until you get to the depth that you, you're at. And then the pressure is equalized. You have no issue. You get down too deep in the pressure and you try to blow and it won't happen. 
you know you got to come up. Decrease the pressure, pop, ease back down. There's a lot of you that are under so much pressure right now, it's causing you pain. You need to come up. You need to equalize. You, 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 you need to ascend. You're, being, you're too deep, too long. Come up a little bit. Get repressurized. And relax. And this is what I love. So, I hate diving with no current. Because it's all you. It's just paddle, paddle. And the more you work, the heavier you breathe, the heavier you breathe, the more oxygen you use, and the, longer, the, the less time you get to dive. But you get down there, and you go around, and all of a sudden, you feel this current. And then you just completely relax your whole body, and it just takes you. And if you try to swim against the current, it's miserable. You won't last long. There's a lot of you trying to swim against the purpose of God in your life. God's got a plan. God's got a flow for you. God is trying to take you in a direction. Amen. You went below the surface. You said, yes, Lord. And, and all of a sudden, you felt the Holy Spirit take you. And it freaks you out. And you, and you start fighting against it. And all of a sudden, now you're wearing yourself out. I'm telling you, relax. Go with the flow of God in your life. What if wherever direction God is taking you, ask God for the flow and then get in the flow and then relax. And literally, the current can get you going so fast, you feel like you're flying. You're just moving so fast and everything is moving fast. And then you see a turtle and you want to go take a picture of it and you can't because you're just moving. I would love, and I say it all the time to our band, let's find the flow and let's get in it. I would love, I can't wait for this church to hit the current of God. When you hit the current of God and you begin to flow in the gifts and the spirit and begin, I mean, you, it just, things just happen. You don't have to make it happen. You don't have to swim. You do nothing. You completely relax and God just takes you where he is destined for you to go. And the ride is amazing. Can I get an Amen. Well, how would, how would you describe your relationship with God? Are you shallow? I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But have you really seen the depths of His love for you? And you, you have you experienced a whole other world of His presence and His power? You can. How would you describe your relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your friends? Do you keep people at bay? Do you keep a shallow relationship? Because you don't want them diving in your business. Because they might see something. You know what? We have to be vulnerable. We have to open our life up and say, You know what, God? Would you, would you be willing today to give God permission to go deeper in your life? Give other people permission to get to know you. See, you're afraid if they get to know you, they won't like you. But I'm here to tell you today, if they get to know you, they're going to love you. But they'll see my flaws. Yeah, everybody's got them. When you're vulnerable with somebody, you, you stop trying to be so perfect and you stop putting on a mask and you let people see who you really are, they're going to love you.
Because you're creating an image of God. You've got so much good. But we keep people at bay. You don't get to experience real friendships that way. Do you want to go deeper? It starts with a desire. It takes effort. But I'm here to tell you, it's worth it. I want to show you a few pictures. Uh, you can go to my Facebook and see a lot more. But I just have a few, couple of little fish. Can we uh, tell you to go throw those up? See that turtle? You don't see that on the surface. That's a spike tail eel. That was a night dive. That's an octopus right there. You don't see him on the surface. You don't see none of this on the surface. When you're willing to go where others won't go, you'll see things others won't see. When you're in a boat above it, you don't see any of that. You don't see that lobster hiding under there. You see some weird fish. God created some weird looking fish. There's a sunken boat. That's a C-53 minesweeper. Man, there's some, there's some cool areas to dive in. Some things you see. Here's another turtle. I saw a lot of turtles. I don't know what that creature is, sea creature. There's a big old crab hiding under that rock. That's a barracuda. The colors. Pictures can't do it justice. There's no way to... Uh, because when you get about so many feet, oh my goodness, this is a eagle ray. He's probably 10 foot across. He has probably about a 10 foot tail with a barb on the end of it. He had white polka dots. He was amazing. And I don't, you're not going to be able to see it on the video. But I was paddling. I was fixing to go get a picture of him. And Dive Master grabbed my leg. Don't get too close. So I stayed at a distance, but he was amazing. You don't see that on the surface. Boats going over. Nobody ever saw that. It's only when you go below the surface. Oh, there's a turtle. He was getting him something to eat. That wasn't me. <laughs> I thought that was all. Is that the last picture? Yeah. No, there's another one. Just more fish. I didn't do the octopus and crab fight. I should have. Look at that. I tell you, it's a whole other world. That's fine. Just stop right there. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to get you to go scuba diving. Oh, there's, there's a manta ray. He was beautiful too. 
You say, Pastor, is there anything down there that can eat you? Oh, yeah. But guess what? There's a whole lot more above the surface that can eat you. I'm not trying to get you to go scuba diving. I'm trying to get you to go deeper. I'm trying to get you below the surface. I want to motivate you today. Experience something in God you've never experienced before. But you know what? The first step is just a desire. I hope that today I stirred up a desire to just experience something different. Experience something different with your spouse. Experience something different with your kids. Stop being so shallow. Be vulnerable. Open your heart. Say, Lord, I want to know you in a deeper way.